Topic 5.3 Industrial Revolution Begins One man draws out the wire, another straightens it, a third cuts it, a fourth points it, a fifth grinds it at the top for receiving the head. And the important business of making a pin is, in this manner, divided into about 18 distinct operations. Adam Smith, The Wealth of Nations, 1776. The essential question for this topic, what factors contributed to to and characterized industrialization from the period of 1750 to 1900? In addition to new ideas, new technologies were reshaping societies. These technologies led to a dramatic change in society and economics. This change was so dramatic that it is called the Industrial Revolution. The rigid structure of early factory work, described by Adam Smith, Scottish economist and philosopher, is one of the most enduring images of the Industrial Revolution. Industrialization, the increased mechanization of production, and the social changes that accompanied this shift had their roots in several influences. Among these were the Colombian exchange and the rise of maritime trading empires, increased agricultural productivity, spread from Great Britain to Europe and North America, and then the world. It reshaped society, increased world population, shifting people from farm to city, and expanding the production and consumption of goods. Agricultural Improvements Just before the Industrial Revolution of the 1700s, an agricultural resulted in increased productivity. Crop rotation and the seed drill both increased food production. Also, the introduction of the potato from South America contributed to more calories in people's diets. As nations industrialized, their populations grew because more food was available to more people. And because of improved medical care, infant mortality rates declined and people lived longer. With these demographic changes, more people were available to work in factories and provide a market for manufactured goods. Pre-Industrial Societies During the late 18th century, most British families lived in rural areas, grew most of their food, and made most of their clothes. For centuries, wool and flax had been raised domestically, and people spun fabrics they needed. However, one result of the commercial revolution and the establishment of maritime empires was that Indian cotton became available in Britain, and before long it was in high demand. Wool and flax could not be produced quickly enough or in large enough quantity to compete with cotton imports. To compete with Indian cotton, investors in Britain began to build their own nation's cotton cloth industry. 
using imported raw cotton produced by slave labor in the Americas, the British developed the cottage industry system, also known as the putting out system, in which merchants provided raw cotton to women who spun it into finished cloth in their own homes. Home spinning was hard work and pay was low, but cottage industries gave women weavers some independence. While working in their own homes, they were also close to their children, but cottage industry production was slow. Investors demanded faster production, spurring the development of technologies and machineries that turned out cloth in more efficient ways. The growth of technology. By the mid-18th century, the spinning jenny and the water frame reduced the time needed to spin yarn and weave cloth. The spinning jenny, invented by James Hargraves in the 1760s, allowed a weaver to spin more than one thread at a time. The water frame, patented by Richard Arkwright in 1769, used water power to drive the spinning wheel. The water frame was more efficient than a single person's labor, and this mechanization doomed the more efficient household textile industry, as textile production was moved to factories big enough to house those bulky machines. Arkwright was thus considered the father of the factory system. Interchangeable parts. In 1789, inventor Eli Whitney created a system of interchangeable parts for manufacturing firearms for the U.S. military. In Whitney's system, if a particular component of a machine were to break, the broken component could easily be replaced with a new, identical part. Entrepreneurs adapted this method of making firearms to the manufacture of other products. The system of interchangeable parts was a pivotal contribution to the industrial technology. Whitney's system directly led to the division of labor. Factory owners no longer had to rely on skilled labor to craft every component of a product. Instead, with specialization of labor, each worker could focus on one type of task. For example, one worker might cast a part, and the other worker would install the part on the finished product. In the early 20th century, Henry Ford expanded the concept of the division of labor, developing the moving assembly line to manufacture his Model T automobile. Britain's Industrial Advantages Britain had many environmental and geographic advantages that made it a leader in industrialization. Located on the Atlantic Ocean with its many seaways, the country was well placed to import raw materials and export finished goods. Mineral Resources Britain also had the geographic luck of being located atop immense coal deposits. Coal was vital to industrialization because when burned, it could power the steam engine. 
the burning of this fossil fuel, an energy source derived from plant and animal remains, was also essential in the process of separating iron from its ore. Iron production and later steel production allowed the buildings of larger bridges, taller buildings and stronger ships. Coal mining became the major industry of the northern and western Britain, including South Wales, Yorkshire and Lancashire. When the United States industrialized, coal mining areas developed in West Virginia, Pennsylvania and Kentucky. Resources for the Colonies As a colonizing power, Britain also had access to resource available in its colonies, including timber for ships, largely because of the wealth they accumulated during the transatlantic slave trade. Enough British capitalists had excess capital, which is the money available to invest in a business. Without this capital, private entrepreneurs could not have created new commercial ventures. Abundant Rivers Britain, the northeastern United States, and other regions also had natural network of rivers supplemented by publicly funded canals and harbors. These water routes made transport of raw materials and finished products inexpensive. Strong fleets Britain also had the world's strongest fleets of ships, including naval ships for defense and commercial trade ships for trade. These ships brought agricultural products to Britain to be used to make finished products for consumers. Protection of private property a vital factor that aided industrialization in Britain was the legal protection of private property. Entrepreneurs needed the assurance that businesses they created and built up would not be taken away either by other business people or by the government. Not all nations offered these legal guarantees. Growing population and urbanization the increases in agricultural production caused two shifts in society. As farmers grew more food, they could support more people. As they grew it more efficiently, society needed a smaller percentage of the population working in agriculture. This growing population in rural areas did not remain there. Migration sometimes of the best of the bad options. English towns had traditionally allowed farmers to cultivate land or tend sheep on government property known as the commons. However, this custom ended with the enclosure movement as the government fenced off the commons to give exclusive use of it to people who paid for the privilege or purchased the land. Many farmers became landless and destitute. The enclosure movement was thus instrumental in the wave of demographic change, forcing small farmers to move from rural areas to urban areas such as Manchester and Liverpool. The people who moved then became the workforce for the new and growing industries.